0: We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet. backslash sgpn and of course don't forget to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts hello and welcome into the fantasy basketball podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network i am your host justin bruni joining me as always is my co-host Stephen homin how are we doing sir
1: we're doing good we're back for another week
0: Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's uh, how have things been going for you? You were mentioning uh, the bets have gone a little bit cold recently.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I've just been getting stuck on the hook. Or you know, one point here, mm-hmm. someone has a great first half, and then gets in foul trouble in the second. So we've went on a little bit of a skid, but we're seeing basketball right. It's just you know we got to be a little, we got to crunch the numbers a little bit more.
0: Be a little more uh, selective, if we will, in our in our uh, yes. betting selections. I, I hear you. A little bit of a, a slow uh, spot here for me as well. Hoping hoping to turn some things around. Um, to start off this uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the state of the Bulls, and with that, I do have the Pistons covering seven points tonight. So uh, Bulls haven't been playing so good recently. We're going to be talking about them, and uh, we're going to be going into some Week Twenty waiver wire. Uh, you might be in the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be still playing another couple of weeks of the regular season. We're going to get uh, down to the deep value here of uh, some low-ownership trending plays in fantasy b-ball. Uh, but before we do, let's touch on the uh, the state of our, uh, our bowl, Steve. It's, it's not going so good right now. We've dropped five in a row. We are now fourth in the Eastern Conference, 39-26. Coming off a couple of tough losses to some you know, some good teams. Uh, we did lose to the Hawks in the middle of this uh, five-game skid here. Uh, I would assume that they're a beatable team. We didn't, we beat them not too long ago on the 24th. Uh, but, you know, we got losses to the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Hawks, the Bucs, and the 76ers. You know, we're two games out of, you know, the second second seed in the Eastern Conference. But we're also two games ahead of just being out of uh, home court advantage here. Uh, Steve, what are you thinking about our Bulls here, man? We're, we're slumping hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, you were hoping they could at least win a few of those games. You didn't think they were going to go in and, you know, stay on the winning streak that they were at, but mm. you, you were hoping they could take some of these. Some of these have been on the road. You wish they could have, you know, at least won the home games. Um, so it's been tough to stomach, but, um, they're going to have to figure it out here soon. The Celtics are playing red hot basketball. Um, Bulls obviously are, are trending in the opposite direction. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you hope they could turn it around. DeRozan has slowed down a bit. Um, I think that's some of it. They they've kind of not let him get his shot at that top of the key. Um, mm-hmm. So that just means it has to be Levine. He's got to you know step up here. We thought maybe he'd be the number one option on this team for much of the year, but right. uh, it's been DeRozan. So Levine, this is your time to shine.
0: I'm hoping so. I mean, we need a spark of some sort here. Uh, we're also seeing a, a team in the Cleveland Cavaliers spiraling as well. They have just consistently hit hit on all their injury opportunities this season. Colin Sexton, Ricky Rubio, and now Kevin Love. Darius Garland was also missing some time not too long ago. Laurie Markin in, in and out of the lineup. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a tough year for them. Uh, they're going to have a tough finish as well here. You know, With the Bulls, they're one game ahead of Boston with one less game played. Uh, so they have the same amount of wins but one less loss. You know when you're when you're looking at this final stretch of games here, Steve. Eleven of the final sixteen teams, they're playoff teams. You know they're they're in the playoff contention. They're not. I'm not even including uh, play-in teams, which I think you would add. I think another two of those, if you can, if you added play-in opportunities, like teams like Atlanta or uh, DC, you get up to about thirteen of the last sixteen games. So it is not going to be an easy stretch here um, as we head into the playoffs. I mean obviously the Bulls are going to be a playoff con- you know p- contender they're 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 going to the postseason but you know who do you f- see as you know a good match for them if they were to you know fall out of home court advantage like you know who do we want to play and who don't we want to play I, I mean I know for sure I don't want to play the Heat or Philly in the first or uh, first or second round if if we can avoid it but it's looking like that's going to be the case I mean we could fall all the way to 6 maybe even 7
1: yeah, and I even think you throw in the Milwaukee Bucks. I I don't want to see them in the playoffs. Experience, obviously, one last year. Um, mm-hmm. And Giannis, he's gonna. That's kind of when he turns into um, the ultimate freak and just takes mm-hmm. over games. So there's a piece of me I do think maybe if we could you know draw the Celtics, um, maybe that wouldn't be the worst case scenario. Just because we we've seen them have their meltdowns in the playoffs in years past. Right. Um, and, and we've seen their inconsistency this year lately. I mean, they've been on a heater, um, but they struggled early in the year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe fingers crossed we can uh, get draw the Celtics. Cavaliers, also a very inexperienced team that I'd roll the dice against.
0: Okay. I, I, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, I guess Boston's the easy answer here of those top teams. If they stay on the the pace that they're on, they're probably going to be in the top three or four. If we continue on our pace, you know, we're going to be out of a home court advantage here come playoff time. We have we just have a rough schedule, like I said, the eleven of the last sixteen games. You know, you're going up against playoff level teams, and then when you look at the amount of games on the road, was that three, five, eight, nine of the last sixteen games are on the road. The Bulls are 15 and 16 away this season. They're 14, 16 and one ATS. They are not a good road team. We need to get home court advantage here for the playoffs because, you know, if we get to the playoffs and we don't have home court advantage, I mean, kiss your season long futures goodbye. Like, I I just don't see them, you know, going to the finals if that's going to be the case. They just have not been good, you know, on the road. You know, they might be able to steal, you know, because realistically, you only need to steal, you know, one road game a series and you're good, right? If that's the case. But you know, we still have uh, you know twenty four and ten record at home. While that's good, it's obviously not perfect, right? It's not in the in the category where you are saying, "Oh, well, we don't have to worry about playing at home whatsoever." Um, it's going to be an interesting road here. Like I said, a lot of competition. I mean, I am betting on them to to have a, a nice run here. But we need Caruso and Lonzo Ball back. They are in the middle of their uh, like six to eight week reevaluation dates. This is the seventh week, so we should know something soon here. Um, as far as like the fantasy value, Steve, behind guys like Demar, uh, Zach Levine, Vucevic, like who are you thinking is going to be the best value to obtain in fantasy for our playoffs? You know, as we head to the end of the season here, like we could actually have Caruso and Ball back as early as next week. I mean, do you still believe in guys like Kobe White and Io Desumo when they return?
1: I believe in IO Dasunmu more than I'd say Kobe White. I think Kobe mm-hmm. White, his minutes will probably get reduced. He's been playing a good amount lately. Um, he's been shooting, he shoots the ball very well, but I think that's where they can use him. You know, just right. go in, give you good minutes, but continue to keep the offense moving, scoring. Um, so I see his production to probably fall off. I think Dasunmu does enough on both ends of the basketball. Um, where he's gonna have some time here. Um, mm. yeah, it, it's it's gonna to be tough. I also think uh, Patrick Williams, um if he can get back if there's some talk about him being back, I think end of next week, um, oh
0: wow. really?
1: yeah, yeah, at least at least maybe he's he'll be cleared for practice or something something in that nature. Mm. but uh, yeah, that that would also be a big ad for this bulls team.
0: So you're leaning towards Desumu over White uh, upon the return of those two players, specifically yeah. Caruso and, and White. Okay. Yeah, I, agree I think you. it's
1: also something you got to Go monitor ahead. just once they get back, uh, sure. just to see where their minutes, you know, end up settling.
0: Yeah, DeSumu is is kind of inconsistent with like the, you know, the points and the assists, but man, that defense is so so strong. 14 steals across his last 9 games seven blocks in that same stretch as well. Uh, so if you're ever looking at props for like over one and a half steals or blocks for Desumu, that's something to slam. Uh, what I'm not liking from Desumu is the turnovers. Very consistent, um, a player to give up the ball. I mean, he's a rookie, right, and he's and he's playing a lot of minutes, so I guess maybe that's just more of a considered like growing pain. But when you look at Kobe, that's just not the case. And I, and I do believe that's because he's coming off the ball. Like he, he, he's catching and shooting, right? But he only has, you know, what? four turnovers in his last eight games and he you know there's plenty of games where he doesn't even have one so he's just doing a lot of scoring mixes in the the rebounds and the assists and i i agree i would assume that he would be the guy that would kind of you know get a, a minute's uh, bump on the reduction side rather than an increase upon caruso and lonzo ball's return it's it's going to be a really weird situation because we're gonna have these guys coming back and we have to re-gel you know what I mean? Like we have to mm-hmm. you know, get the chemistry back rolling and it's really just not a time to do that. Um, so if I had to bet, you know, I would probably say the Bulls are probably going to finish outside of the top four the way we sit right now. I mean, the trends just aren't going in their favor, you know, from what they've shown us from a full body of work this season. You know, the poor uh, record on the road, ATS and straight up, right? Majority of the games on the road. You have mentioned the narrative about beating bad teams, right? A good record up against bad teams. And recently, we can't beat a winnable team. You know, I felt like a couple of these games again. Uh, I guess we didn't play Memphis twice. Did we play Memphis twice? I
1: recently? don't believe just so. A one. I think it was just the one. Now.
0: Just a one. But yeah, you would like to see at least a win from one of these matchups the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Bucks, or 76ers. I'm not saying win all of them, but like, you know, win a close matchup. Uh, I do believe that Vucevic was out in that game up against the 76ers so I wouldn't use yes. that as a uh, fine-tuned measuring stick necessarily uh, but at the same time like only putting up 106 points I you know I think we could do better than that um, and the defense in general it just needs to pick itself up we're averaging 119 points against across the uh, across the stretch the this 5 game stretch here what do you think about the the big men on the back end of value Steve like Javante Green Derek Jones, Tristan Thompson. Do you do you think any of these guys could be valuable for us in fantasy uh, down the stretch of the regular season or playoffs, wherever people are at? I mean, all leagues are different right now. It's kind of up in the air.
1: I would have to say, if any of them, I would have to go Tristan Thompson. I think he's just starting to get his b- bigger role and settle into a role here. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think he'll be good for you know a good amount of rebounds. We're looking at you know eight a night. That'd be great for him. Um, right. And if he can get, if he can even add match that with eight points. That that's great. I, Javante Green th- shows flashes, um, mm-hmm. but it's just not consistent enough. If, he, if he's knocking down his three ball, it, you know he's good, but not not much other scoring than that.
0: What do you think about adding Tristan Thompson to the starting lineup and pushing Demar to the to the three?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love that. I think that'd be a great add.
0: So then, if you have ball coming back. I mean, do you start ball over to Sumu? I feel like that's the case. I feel like he's going to – I feel like the turnovers are going to be turned down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think you definitely at least have to go back to that. Sumu has done Mm. well, but nothing that's like, you know, earth-shattering or anything. So I think you'd have to – I think you'd have to give Lonzo that spot back. And if you can Mm. cut down on those turnovers, that's great.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. I I love what the second group looks like then at at, at, uh, some full health. Um, you know, mm-hmm. then you're going to have Kobe, Dasumu, Caruso, you know, probably rounding out that one through three. I mean, it's not the tallest, but it's not the shortest. I think Kobe is probably the shortest that there at six, uh, four. Yeah, he's at six, four. I know Caruso's at six, five, and I believe Dasumu's at six, five as well, or maybe he's even taller. No, he's at is at six four as well. So I think you could still run those three from the one through three, especially with the defense that you get from Desumo and Caruso, and then you know take your pick of you know Javante Green, Derek Jones, you know at the four and five. I, I that's a very strong group, and if you add Patrick Williams back into the into that, I mean. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big mess for for opponents. The issue is is we're very limited on time. We need to get these guys back in the building, yes. back on the floor, just so that they can get the the flow and the chemistry going. Because yeah, in theory, you know, it should work. You know, and I I believe that's what the Bulls were you know buying into when they didn't make any you know incredible moves at the deadline, other than grabbing you know Tristan Thompson off of what like waivers. You know, just scooping just scooping him up. Um, mm-hmm. So. they're going with their gut you know as a fan i want to hope that they're making the right decision but eh, eh, the writing's on the wall man it just doesn't look good i don't think they're going to finish with home court advantage so those are some players to look out there for uh for the bulls not the greatest state of events for them right at this time uh could have been worse could have been worse situation like the lakers like we were talking up last week they've made a little bit turnaround since our discussion hopefully the bulls can do the same all right, we we are going to hit a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to dive deep into week 20 waivers. Be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the Bet $5 to win $400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBets, build your own bet feature, and earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. We're going over going over week twenty waivers. We are di- diving deep into the bag. Excuse me. We're either into the playoffs in the last weeks of our regular season. Very important time in fantasy, uh, but we're still adding and dropping. Folks, guys are missing games. Guys are still getting hurt. I'm missing Jared Allen now on one of my teams. I've missed now Chris oh, no. Paul. I've been missing Paul George. Like it just goes on and on and on. And I'm still out here just, you know, pick nickel and diamond off the waiver wire and keeping things afloat. <laughs> so. Uh, these first two guys up here, really bottom, bottom of the barrel value here. We're looking at Brandon Williams and Trendon Watford of the Portland Trailblazers. Both of these guys have had some nice, interesting bumps in production recently, Steve. Uh, between the two, who would you prefer to grab? Uh, point guard Brandon Williams or small forward, starting at power forward, Trendon Watford?
1: I think I would roll the dice here on Trendon Watford. Um, just a bit more consistency from him. We've seen injuries to Justice Winslow. That's where mm-hmm. kind of Watford's gotten to see some more shine. Um, I, I like Brandon Williams. I am a fan of him. Uh, I just don't think – I think we've seen you know short bursts from him really, really well, right. um, but it's just not necessarily sustained success. Um, Trendon Watford I think will have a bigger role um, for the rest of the season here.
0: I think both of them are going to be playing a ton of ton and garbage time down the stretch of the season. Uh, personally, I mean, we we also have Anthony Simmons out as well, um, as well as Justice Winslow, like you mentioned, Steve. So at least for the next handful of days, these guys should hold their hold their weight in production. Brandon Williams and Trenton Watford both had their first career starts, and their uh, the last game for the Trailblazers up against Minnesota Timberwolves. Watford eleven seven and three. Brandon Williams, twenty-seven, eight, two, and four steals, sixty-one fantasy points. I'm not buying that production to continue at that level, uh, but at least for the next couple of days, between now and maybe the 14th, you could still see both of those players, Justice Winslow and Anthony Simmons, out of the lineup. So I think at that rate, they're decent plays uh, until those two players return and you see a obviously clear drop in minutes. Ride with them. I mean, this is the playoffs or this is the end of the season. Where wherever you're at, it's crunch time, fourth quarter you know, last couple of minutes left here, like, you know, every little bit of production is going to help, and these guys are producing across the last week, so uh, Williams, 61.6, 25.9, 21.10, 25.5 in his last four games, as long as he's getting these, you know, type of minutes, then I think they're both ownable, but I agree with you, Steve, between the two, Watford, I think, is is just more ownable in general, he's had more consistent minutes, and that just consistently is going to get you more volume, right, so I think Watford is the play there, but I, I'm open to both. I'm, I'm completely wide open to, to really anybody that's going to go up and get it done for us right now. So, take the name off the back of the jersey, especially for this next guy, Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff Green, Steve. <laughs> We're back. Uh, Jeff Green has definitely been a staple of the waiver wire conversation. You know, this season, are we doing it this week? Are we not doing it this this week? Minutes have been there. Definitely more minutes than uh, than usual. Actually, uh, 28. 34 and 32 minutes in his last three starts. Uh, the production has been there, but he's only 10% rostered. Is this a time to get in on Jeff Green heading into the playoffs, Steve?
1: I can't do it. I can't. I, <laughs> I'm going to hold off for him right now. Um, he'll st- he'll just set up some absolute stinkers for you. Um, sure. And, and they, He's just kind of this role where he'll kind of just morph into whatever role they need him to play on the court at a given time, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of loses him, and I Identity, you know, he's not going out there and grabbing all the rebounds, more of an actual team player. Um, and it's not mm-hmm. going to translate as much to fantasy, in my opinion. Um, so I, I'm gonna hold off on Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff,
0: Uncle Jeff. Yeah, I mean, in, in theory, it seems like it's a good idea, but I don't know if these minutes are going to stay that consistent because I don't know if you know this is actually something that they've been doing to ramp him up for the playoffs. Or if it's just based off of necessity. You know, they've won their last three games. Actually, they've before that they won what Was that? Six games straight. It seems like you when know, I'm looking here, when they when they're winning, he's, you know, playing pretty well. You know, I don't know. I'm not saying that's a direct correlation here, but most of these wins, he's hitting over, you know, twenty five fantasy points a game, other than maybe like three. Maybe, maybe four. The fourth one is around 21 fantasy points, so mm-hmm. I don't know. At only 10% rostered, I don't feel like I'm like losing out on anything. I feel like I can throw him on my roster for a night, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be a staple that's going to carry me through the rest of this season. That, that's, I guess, the only thing that I'd be worried about. Um, so yeah, he's a decent add, but more than likely in a day or so, you're going to drop him again. You're probably just going to be, um, you know, looking for matchups, looking for extra starts. I think Jeff Green is kind of like the atypical guy for that narrative this season. Eh, I picked him up, and then I dropped him, and whatever he did, he did. You know, whether you know you dropped him and he played better, or you added him and he played well for you, and then you know, not again after that. You know, it could have been, it could have gone either way. That's really just been his uh, season this year. You know, these last three games, 30 and a half, 21.10 fantasy points, thirty point eight, pretty solid. But, you know, there's a lot of inconsistencies here, you know, from the March 2nd, you know, back to February 16th, you're trading games like nine a game, 31 a game, mm-hmm. 11 a game, 12 a game, five a game, you know, like it's just not a consistent run right now. It looks good because, you know, the the numbers are helping him. these last three games season long. He's averaged 19 fantasy points. And then the last um, what is it last 30 days? He's up to 20. So there's really not much movement here in the last week. He's up to 23. So. He's playing pretty close to what he's been doing all season long. All right. Next up, we've got Alexi Pokusevsky, Pokusevsky of the Oklahoma city thunder. Uh, he's booming right now, Steve. I I think that we both want to get as much of him as we can. No.
1: Yeah. I think this is definitely one of those late season ads that you're kind of drooling over. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's had very, very good games recently. Um, Scoring almost thirty, it seems like in his last five, um, scoring thirty or more fantasy points. Um, So yeah, I think I think you got to do this. Um, It's maybe not the prettiest way to get this to get you know uh, get win you a championship, but you got to do it right now um, because this is when it matters most. Um, I think in in Oklahoma, you got uh, SGA. He's pretty much their only option. I mean, you can <laughs> sprinkle in uh, Baisley right. here. Giddy's missed some time now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, he's gonna have plenty of run um, for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I was actually trying to get an update on Josh Giddy. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks. I mean, realistically, that would be the only thing I would look out for is when Josh Giddy returns, you could see, you know, some movement on this production here because Giddy is another guy that just racks in stats. You know, when, yeah. when you're looking for opportunities for, you know, points, rebounds, and assists, Josh Giddy and SGA and and, and Shag Alexander, like those names, you circle them because the rest of the the uh, players on the team really don't do much in, in the way of scoring. You know, Aaron mm-hmm. Wiggins, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby. Yeah, they're hitting, you know, some quick hitters, you know, slashing to the basket and some open shots. But those aren't guys that are uh, creating their own, right? Yeah. Um, another another player that's been getting a lot of minutes that's also out is Trey Mann. He was getting a, a decent amount of run with the with the Thunder, and he's out right now. So that evens, opens up even more opportunity for uh, Alec- Alexi. So I, I, I'm with it. I mean, the production is just there, and he's only 30, 34% rostered. Uh, just going down his, his recent games, 30, 36 fantasy points, 26, 37 fantasy points, 36, 15, 22, 34. This is go- going all the way back to mid February. So uh, these are numbers that I can trust. Uh, also uh, mixing in some double doubles every now and again, if your league gives you um, you know a bump for that, whether it's a, a fantasy point bonus or a category, uh, he's mixing those in as well. He's not turning the ball over. He's playing good defense. You know, the assist is either there or it's not, you know, it's anywhere from like two to five, but it's you know typically lower than four. Right. So, I mean, he'll mix that in, but well-rounded player, weird-looking dude, uh, but he gets it done. (laughs) He gets it done. Uh, The minutes are also there, also have been there as well. So his last five games, all over 25 minutes, uh, it's an easy add for me. Only 34% rostered, very surprised. All right, next up we've got uh, Ish Smith. We were talking him up not that long ago, Steve. The numbers, Mm -hmm. like, they're not out of this world, but I don't know, they're pretty good. Like, I think they're, they're ownable in my opinion. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I remember we were saying once he kind of settles in back with the Wizards, um, he he might actually be able to do something for this offense, kind of fill in the Mm -hmm. role of uh, Dinwiddie had there in Washington. Uh, Yeah, I think it's addable. Uh, You see these games where he's putting in 13, 7, and 9, then also doing it on the defensive end. And uh, yeah, I'm all for adding him right now. I do think you have to, you might want to play a little bit more matchup based. Um, mm. Just because there are nights where uh, he he sits up kind of a stinker, but yeah, right. I think he's definitely an ad.
0: I do think the matchups coming up are not ideal. You got the Clippers, the Lakers, Portland, and Golden State. You know, even Denver. Um, don't think that those are amazing matchups for them, but they are going on the road. So I'm expecting that there should be some minute opportunities here. And recently, he's getting over the hump of that at least uh, 22 to 25 minutes a game. This actually, this last game was the first one in a while he was over 25, but. I don't know. I'm expecting a little bit more opportunity with these poor matchups. Raul Neto will also need a little bit of help. Going to need a rest going up against this tough competition coming up here. So I say tread lightly. You know, if if you're in a position where you absolutely like need a guard, I would say to put him on the table because the assists are there, you know, especially in category leagues, especially steals, like Steve had mentioned 14.48 fantasy points averaged per game on the season. You know, this last couple of weeks, he's at 22.84 in the last 30 days, he's up to 20. So, the numbers are up. The production is steadier than it has been. So yeah, deeper leagues. I definitely say he's worth an ad, but I, I think this is another guy similar to Jeff Green. You're gonna wind up picking him up. It's probably gonna be off your roster another couple of days, you know, looking for the next guy, the, the next piece to keep you a leg up.
1: Definitely.
0: Next one, but b- big return. I I had to throw it in here because obviously a big name player. He's 39% rostered, which is like on the cusp of our cutoff at 40%. Victor Aladipo, Miami Heat. What are we thinking, Steve? I mean, he really shouldn't be available. I feel like this this guy should have been in your IR spot, but um, only 15 minutes his first game back, 11 points, a rebound, four assists, one turnover. Are you buying some Victor Oladipo?
1: You know, I want to because we know what tremendous talent he has. Um, injuries, obviously, have just held him back. I just, I feel there's a part of me that thinks the Heat – are going to really slow play getting him back in into the mix they want obviously they know they're going to be a force in the playoffs so they want him to be healthy um it'll be interesting how they play him, you know back to backs anything like that um so I, you will have to pay attention to that as an owner um but it's a great late season ad you kind of hope for those players that have tremendous talents that have kind of mm. fallen on some hard times um this late in the season so i i If you want to make that roll of the dice, definitely.
0: I think it needs to be the right situation because if he's not getting over 20, 25 minutes a night, I don't know if he's going to fit the bill for for the needs that you have for your fantasy roster. You know what I mean? Like, if they manage his minutes like this consistently, if they don't ramp up the minutes, I'm going to be a little more concerned. So while I say, like, you need to be able to stash him, I mean, like, you need to be in a good position in the standings, right? Like, you should not be chasing Victor Oladipo if you're on the outside of the playoffs, looking in, if you're a bubble team, if you're in, you know, four, five, six, and it's close in your standings, I'm staying away from Victor Aladipo. You know, if I'm, if I'm me in one of my leagues, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely grabbing him because I'm ahead by like four games going into the last couple weeks of the regular season. You know, I, I'm not going to lose my top spot so I can afford to stash a guy like Aladipo, you know, and, and risk it because, you know, in a couple of weeks, it's not going to matter. I'm still going to be, you know, one of the top seeds in the playoffs. Right. So, if you can afford it, sure, you know, go out and grab them. But if you're in a tight race, I don't know if this is the time to go and get a guy that could be limited on minutes going forward. Um, outside of the Phoenix matchup uh, today, I do like his opponents: Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit, and OKC. Those would be some teams I'd be okay to maybe ramp up the minutes. Right, like it's you know, they should be winning those games. Cleveland's hurting even more. Minnesota, you know, they play to the, the level of their 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 opponent, but I think that's a very winnable game. All at home as well here no road games coming up so i think it's an excellent time to potentially ramp up his minutes but for all you guys listening you got to wait and see like it's it's not an instant yes just because it's victor victor aladipo if they're not going to give him the time then neither should you yeah all right next up we got landry shaman of the phoenix suns um cameron payne definitely playing well uh for the suns as well but Shamit's the one that's available uh, on the waivers. He's at 11% rostered. I think Cameron Payne's up to like 50, 60 plus percent now since Chris Paul has been injured. Uh, Shamit, the production and the minutes are ramping up as well though. What do you think about him?
1: I think it's going to be coming to an end though. Devin Booker coming back. Um, I I just don't like Shamit in this spot. I think he's getting a lot of like uh, you could stream him with the minutes he's had lately, but I think that's really going to come to an end and He's not going to hold any fantasy value. Um, it, he's benefited also from playing on a the Phoenix team. That's just an overall very good ball club. Uh, True. So, so, yeah, I'm going to hold off. Yeah,
0: the reason why I would say to hold off and why I agree with you that he's a good stream is just because Devin Booker is back today. I believe it's Mm -hmm. Devin Booker's first day back from COVID, Um, and for me, that's where I see him just losing that value. Like these last couple of games, 39, 34, 28, 23 minutes, that's that's been with him uh, out of the lineup, Devin Booker I'm referring to. Before that, when he wasn't out for COVID, 11, 17, 20, you know, I, I just feel like he could take a step back. Obviously, I gotta see what that looks like. They're playing the Heat in Miami tonight should be a good game. Um if but if Shaman goes out there and you know continues to put up production, if they were just like, Oh, well, he, he played well, you know, we'll we'll continue to ride him, then you know, there could be some opportunity there. But I think he's gonna be doing it leading the second group and not filling in and playing big minutes uh, for Booker. So for me, I would be out. You know, you you toss him on your roster for a night. Maybe you get maybe you get lucky, um, but he's not someone that I think like their value is just going to continue to trend consistently or upwards. Like he's not a guy that I'm betting props on or or hitting parlays in or anything like that. <clears throat> All right, next up we've got uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who is definitely another name that we've uh, you know beckoned and echoed throughout the season on the waiver wire. Um, seeing probably the most consistent play from him though recently seems like a slam dunk buy. What do you think, Steve?
1: I do not know how he's only 33% rostered on Yahoo. I think this yeah. number should be way higher. The, these numbers are great. You know, he has he has the ability to go off for 40 one night, but he's just a consistent uh, 30 points in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. He adds double-digit points. He's grabbing rebounds. He adds stuff on the defensive end with steals and blocks. Um, yeah, this, this is crazy to me um, that he's not – owned more than 33 percent
0: and that's plus nine across the last day so that means yeah. he was below 30 not that long ago below 25 not that long ago yeah very very interesting situation i'm I'm trying to get an update actually really quick on draymond green because that's that that was our whole thing is like oh when draymond comes back you know it's not going to be as um as deep a production available for him mm-hmm I mean, where's he at?
1: I I just think I wish the Warriors would even give Kaminga. I think he's going to be a good talent.
0: No, he look he looks great. You know, he can stretch. He can stretch the floor. He's fast. He plays good defense. He's got good length. He can um, he can slam in the paint. I mean, he he can he's a high flyer. Uh, Draymond is supposed to be back next week, potentially at the 14th against uh, DC. So that's what they're eyeing right now. So you know, maybe the writings on the wall for Kaminga. Maybe it's not going to continue to last, but you know what he's been putting together in this last you know eight to ten games has been very good, um, and I'm just as surprised that he's only rostered at that rate. But I'm guessing that's what it has to deal with is that people are just like you know in the back of their heads are like oh Draymond's gonna be back soon or oh he'll he'll be back next week or something like that. It's been a little bit more prolonged than we would have expected, but it does say that they have a clear you know return date here. So uh, seems like that's going to be the uh, the nail in the coffin potentially for Kaminga, but. I don't know. Like, Kerr's really weird with the way that he distributes minutes. Um, there have been some nights where has played less than 20 minutes because he's just constantly, like, you know, tweaking the lineup and trying to get, you know, more eyes on more lineup combinations for the playoffs. I mean, it has been looking so good recently. They just beat the Clippers uh, yesterday, but I, think, I believe before that, it was, what, five or six games straight they
1: lost? That's not a yeah, 6 statement
0: you'd, you'd hear from the Golden State Warriors.
1: No, no, wild to think how they started this year too. Right, right, and now
0: they're in third in the conference, just behind Memphis. I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this rate, Memphis might be able to catch the one seed. I mean, it sounds crazy. They're seven games behind, but they're they're balling, man. They are balling. Entering the MVP conversation. I mean, I want them out of the
1: conversation. Right, as DeRozan's leaving it. I feel like. Yeah. Well, you
0: can't. He can't leave it when you're already in it. You know what I mean? Like unless he got hurt. Uh, you know, yeah. Then you can, you know, kinda like bow out. But I think he's a definitely a top three candidate along with John Morant. And I mean, if the Lakers make the play in, are they gonna just give it to LeBron? Like
1: Oh yeah. God, no. He made it. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like, you know I don't know. NBA's weird, man. NBA, NBA be funny. All right, let's uh, let's get to our last couple of guys here through the waiver wire. We're going to head out for the night. Appreciate everybody that's been riding along with us. We got Guillermo Hernan Gomez of the New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram has been out for the past couple of games, but Hernan Gomez has been playing well for three. What do you think, Steve? Is this a is this a buy or another uh, you know etch a sketch uh, add and drop?
1: Normally, I would say this is well. I guess maybe he is a pickup and drop very soon after. Um, but I like the upcoming matchups this Pelicans team's got. He adds mm-hmm. you know, a decent amount of points, and then he's grabbing eight to nine rebounds in the past three. Um, but he's got upcoming matchups against Orlando, Charlotte, Houston. I, I like that. So I- I'm willing to roll the dice here and add him on my team right now. Um, just if, you- if you're really hurting categories, if you need rebounds, if that's what you're targeting – Yeah, definitely. I think this is a great late-season ad. Jackson Hayes has been cut down in minutes. So, yeah, roll it with Willie.
0: Yeah, Jackson Hayes was on a roll there for a while. I had a stretch from, I want to say, the 14th of February to March 2nd. He was was great. But these last Mm -hmm. three games where Guillermo Hernan Gomez has been going off, Jackson Hayes has been going down. So just these last three games from the 4th through the 8th of March, you're looking at – uh, let's see, Utah Utah matchup 5-5-1 five, five for uh, Jackson Hayes. Denver 6-6, six 2-3 six, up against Memphis. Just not very good production, not a lot of minutes here. You got Guillermo Hernan Gomez 17-9, 8-8-2, 13-8 in those matchups. I mean, he's just been the better player, just plain and simple. Um, yeah, he's only 6% rostered, but I don't know. Between the two, I still think they're going to kind of – um eat into each other's production so i would agree he's, he's probably an add and drop because once brandon ingram comes back um he's only you know been out i think a game or so um i think that's just going to straighten things out i, th- I think that's just going to kind of reavert to the lineup i think he's just getting a little bit of extra action um but those two i, I think you definitely want to own one of them um yeah i, I t- take your pick jackson hayes is also pre- readily available all right, uh, we're going to do one more here. We've got uh, Dante DiVincenzo of the Sacramento Kings. Been playing pretty well recently. What do you think, Steve?
1: I'm out on Dante DiVincenzo. I've hated him, honestly, since his Villanova days, but he's had he's had good games recently. I just kind of feel like this is another one where uh, the Kings are going to just kind of play themselves. They have a lot of the guys who could be in this rotation. Um, it might be something where you pick them up on a night, you know, given night, um, but he's got a t- tough upcoming matchups. He's got Denver, Utah, Chicago, Milwaukee, and Boston. That's not looking good for the Kings there. Um, I'm going to hold off for DiVincenzo, maybe making a spot start here or there.
0: Yeah, his, his uh, season-long production is only up five points in the last month, um, and that's, that's been pretty steady also in the past two weeks and the, the last week alone. So on the season, he's averaging 19 fantasy points. In the last 30 days, he's up to 24. Uh, the minutes are there, which is nice, but I don't expect this run to continue. Um yeah, just not not a player that I just believe in, I guess. I just don't place a lot of trust in. Um, throw him on your lineup. You know, he's going to be playing Denver tonight. Like Steve said, the matchups upcoming aren't amazing. Uh, but, yeah, if he keeps up this pace, yeah, it's it's fine. It's good. It's ownable. 28, 29, 29, 30, and 27 through his last five games. That's solid. Uh, but before that, 4, 13, 26, 40, very spotty. You know, just consistency isn't ringing here. So um, not someone that I have a high level of trust in. But throw them on your team. I just don't trust it's going to be there very long. Um, not someone that I'm, you know, ready to ride it out into the sunset with, uh, you know, win or lose. All right, cool. Well, that's all that we have for this episode, this show. Steve, do you have anything to share before we head out?
1: Uh, no. Follow me on Twitter at Stephen Hammond. Uh, appreciate everyone who listens.
0: Yep, absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at t i t t h j b and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. Take care. Be well. We'll see you next week. And if you can't be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Later.